Uh, I am going to be with the favourite here. I'll kick us off. Berkeley Square. Craig Williams absolutely dominates in these winter months. Um, and I think he's going to have the horse a lot more forward from Barrier 3. Well, Berkeley Square the leader. Water Bomber going after him. Berkeley Square fought on. The danger's going to be Castilian wide out with Presidium Arch running on. Castilian is going out after the leader, Berkeley Square. Berkeley Square in front of Presidium Arch and Castilian. He might be a good horse, this bloke, Berkeley Square. He races to the post to win by two lengths. Chain of Lightning. Obviously, I was pretty keen on Snapped um, the day that Chain of Lightning broke through the barriers and had a little exhibition gallop. Chain of Lightning was backed if unbeatable that day. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be with. Obviously, Car goes on, looks a pretty progressive type. So it's a bet. Chain of Lightning unleashing on the outside. Pioneer River and Sacred Palace. Fires hit the front now from coming out of Chain of Lightning, but fire broke clear from Chain of Lightning in the shadows. Chain of Lightning's lunging now, she's got him. Chain of Lightning got home to beat fire the last two strides. A little bit of a, a coin flip, but I am going to stick with Lord Ardmore. Uh, I think he's been brilliant, prep, controlled the race last start and kicked away. The big factor here is Hugh Bowman is riding Lord Ardmore instead of Alcyone. Pro Ferry still the leader from Lord Ardmore, who's just about on terms now. The favourite Lord Ardmore, lifting, moved up, put the head in front from Pro Ferry, then Francesco Guardi, and Lord Ardmore scores a hard-fought victory. For what it's worth, I, I still am pretty keen flying agent if, if he runs. I'd, I'd have him, I, yeah, I have him over Balak, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I am too. I, no, I am. If it gets into that heavy range somehow, well, Flying Agent will get set. Moral. Headed by Flying Agent, and Flying Agent flew on by. Flying Agent raced away for Lee Horner. He's at his very, very best today. Flying Agent is making an absolute mess of him in the crisp. Look at him go. Flying Agent with every stride goes further in front. And he won it by seven lengths to a gallant deal on place from Valak. And then we go to race five. I can't believe the price that Saunterboy is. I thought they were going to be gutless and offer about $1.50. But this Cossack, this New Zealand horse, um, he would need a heavy 15 to be any sort of chance of beating Saunter Boy. The best bet of the day. Saunter Boy's out on his feet. He's three leagues in front. Sedanica has not given up the ghost. Still Saunter Boy the leader. Pateman riding for dear life. He needs the winning post. He's got the winning post. He's got the Grand National, has he? Sedanica with a last ditch dive. Saunter Boy scrambles to victory. Saunter Boy a half length on the line. Well, those were the winners. Obviously, there weren't too much. There wasn't too much to celebrate about on Saturday. It was a little bit of a strip out. Luckily, uh, we redeemed ourselves to a certain point on Sunday. Unfortunately, some of those tips we we won weren't tipped on the podcast, but that's all right. Wilbur, we haven't seen you in a little bit. How's your weekend been? Yeah, it's been all right. Um, had an open day on a university open day on Sunday and. Saturday was a bit not good, but, you know, move on. Yeah, we move on. Nico, we went to Sandown yesterday. Ripper day, perfect weather, best horses won. Yeah, well, sometimes it's just that easy. Sometimes you just back the best horse and the class runner in the race. And, uh, and yeah, and you let them do the talking. So, 
we definitely didn't complain with a couple of uh, couple of big drifts, and yeah, it was one of the more enjoyable days I've ever spent on a race course. As we've touched on multiple times, Flying Agent and Saunter Boy are two of my favourite race horses, let alone jumpers. So yeah, it was a um, it didn't really sort of sink in until last night when I'd watched the replays again, and then I actually got quite emotional. It must have just been a bit more of the adrenaline running through the veins yesterday, kicking them home with you in the uh, in the stands. But yeah, no, nah, it was a ripper day, and um, yeah, I wish we had more more jumps racing at Sandown because it really is a, a really good jumping track. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It, it uh, serves many purposes as old Sandown, and uh, when Sauna Boy came down the hill and found a couple of links, gee, we got up out of our seats, so... Certainly exciting. We'll crack in to the Flemington program first. Uh, obviously, it was still a little bit of a, still a little bit of a lull. Um, not many Group One horses you'd think at this stage. But Berkeley Square, he is a smart three-year-old. He was able to win the first race, staying at fourteen hundred meters. Craig Williams sent him forward. This is what Craig does best. Uh, obviously, the horse was a little bit unlucky last start. Uh, he made. Uh, no such mistake again. Uh, send him forward. S- sat outside the lead. They kind of just gone even for the class. Um, and this horse has just been too strong late. Obviously, there's nothing to really rave about on the figures. Um, I'll let you touch on this in a second, Will. But visually, he does look strong. His last 200 meters, he's, he just keeps building. He, he, he runs away from him. And he does look like he's going to get further. What are our thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think obviously it's always an advantage to be on, on pace, but I think um, the way he was ridden sort of didn't suit him as a horse, but obviously it won him the race. Um, mm. I think if he was ridden back and more conservatively, he wins he wins by further. But um, just being rushed early, especially over 1,400 metres, I don't think really suited him, but obviously that's what won him the race. So in this race, it was good, but... If he's going to be ridden more forward and rushed early, I don't think it's going to suit him as a horse. Uh, I think 1,400 metres is as short as he wants it. He's obviously a half-brother to um, Senor Toba, um, who's obviously, uh, who, who should have won a Queensland derby and is up in Hong Kong. Yeah, he's doing well uh, in Hong Kong. Some pretty good races, yeah. Um, so I think he's, he's obviously, um, he should be just about the derby favourite at least at, at this point and um, if he was in the Kieran Ma stable he'd probably just about be a $3 favourite he's not he's no Hitotsu or anything like that but he's he's your typical um, however many months out Derby favourite um, just turned three I thought Castilian was pretty good um, really slowly run 1200 to 1400 uh, made, a, made a sustained move from about the 8 to the 2 and then sort of just gassed out a little bit late. I think he can be winning probably next start. Um, Presenia March, I think this is about her level. Um, Black Max, about that level. Pelagio was a bit disappointing. Um, I think on, the, on Stewart's report, it says that uh, Linda said it raced a bit greenly, but you know it was a bit dis- still disappointing either way. But I think you only really want to be following Berkeley Square to anything any better than this and Castilian maybe back in class or something like that but Berkeley squared towards uh, 1600 up towards a derby but depends how long they can keep it up for 
That'll be the key. Um, so it's interesting you say that you think he is a deserved derby favourite. Lots of people see the reactive betting markets as soon as he wins a race like this, and he's obviously crunched in, in betting. Um, you think it kind of is justified for this horse for the time being? Yeah, well, I don't think he should be as short as he is. Obviously, mm. um, like futures markets are just cast, but <laughs> yeah. you know, if if there if there has to be a favourite, it's him because he's he's obviously going to get a trip. He's well related. Um, he, uh, Craig Williams is committed to him, so um, that doesn't hurt. It's a good sound. Mm. Yeah, um, and he just sort of like he was rushed early, and he and he he doesn't really have a massive turn of foot. He's just sort of sustained a good 11-4 on a soft six so he's just gone better than average and I don't know he was always going to win this race I think um, be, being with with luck and um, being where he was in run I think it was just um, yeah he, he was always going to be the winner of yeah, this race it was his race to lose for sure you can't help oh. but think that Kieran's just got a few little jewels hidden away that they're going to get and I suppose not just Kieran but There'll be a lot of other trainers that have got a few little hidden gems that are about to be released in coming weeks. I know, um, I think Berkeley Square's equal in the market with that Cadazio, the OTI runner that Price uh, unveiled oh, a couple of weeks ago. the one that ran ago. no time whatsoever. Pardon? The one that ran no time whatsoever. Mm. Like, <laughs> But at the end of the day, that's not going to win the But derby. at the end of the day, they're going to be running over 2,500 metres. And if Johnny Ganangri can win a derby, any horse can win a derby. No, yeah, good point. So there's there's still lots to lots to happen. But yeah, I do take your your point on that he is probably a deserved favourite right now. But there's also a high possibility that we haven't seen the derby winner yet. No, yeah. And that's his case every year. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Trent Bussard and, and Natalie Young actually have 10 entered for the Cox Plate. They, surprisingly, were the trainers had the most nominations for the Cox Plate, and a lot of those are unraced three-year-olds, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, we yeah, know they're a hard... Ca- field. Yeah, we know they're a hard camp to catch. Uh, I'm not talking Cox Plates, I'm more talking the Derby here, but we know they, they have uh, trained a, a good stayer or two in the last couple of years, so it's certainly interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, we had the mares in race two. Nico and I got sucked into Quintello, and Ever she again. raced. <laughs> she just raced a very flat. Um, last start, obviously, she had excuses, and she was uh, she ran accordingly. But she had no no excuses on Saturday, and she was quite poor. I think it's all on as winner here. Um, this horse, Zamawi, for Ken and Casey Keys. Another stable I can't really seem to catch. Uh, this horse raced three and four wide. Uh, they haven't gone fast, which is the reason why it's probably you know it can still sit wide and and produce that turn of foot. But I think I think this is quite sorry, a dominant win. Yeah, go. Sorry, I think um, being wide on on Saturday was an advantage. No horse yeah. won from from being um, in lane one in run, and I think I think being in run. I mean, I think being wide in run. Especially at Flemington, it makes no difference. Seriously, like, unless the wind's crazy and and you're running straight into it off a good pace, it doesn't. I don't think it really makes a difference at all. Yeah, yeah. Especially as you said, if there's no wind and they're not going any pace, um, mm. if you've got momentum, build into the race and and you can win. Um, what did this horse trade? Twenty to one, seventeen dollars. So. 
well done if you found um, these mares they're probably not you know yeah, this well, is probably she, she, well and truly suck, she well and truly sucked me in Quintello I thought she was better than yeah. what she probably is but she's a bit of a pretentious man. well I, I did also thing. hear I did also hear earlier in their um, earlier in her career that they were struggling to keep her up in her preparation so she did look really good first and second up um, I wonder if that, if she's just starting to peter off now. All the science and stuff that Kira Ma has, she would have been right to be there. Maybe she's just not that good. I heard, I saw, um, um, what's his name? Um, Marius Eustace. Eustace, um, Dave, said Dave that Eustace. she was flat. She yeah. Ra- yeah, Dave Eustace. She raced flat, so. Yeah, well, I raced flat. I know, obviously, they have the. Dis- <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, just to but, forgive and then she'll it's an end of prep run pretty much. Yes, yeah, end of prep run for sure. If she comes yeah, out and bolts high, first up next a, prep, she's got a high SP profile. Like she's she's very well found in the market often. Like it's not yeah, like you're going to get a price first up next time in. You have mm. to take on trust. She's she's a horse that's starting to betray a lot of people's trust. Yeah, she's probably a horse that you won't be taking on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ne- like next prep, I you look know, at her SP profile. I think the commentary is still a bit harsh. Yeah, no. She won two races and then she ran second and then she had a shit one and now she's just in the prep. Maybe she's just a, a heavy track horse. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see Maybe what happens. We'll, but I don't, we'll I don't think it's a race. Tracker. I don't think it's a race we're going to be following anyway. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to race three. Uh, the punters launched... There was a couple of big betting moves on Saturday and this was another one who was well in the market rock solid late one of the better rides of the day Mark Zara weaving through on Varenskova um, had the form around Squid Game last start um, and has reeled off some decent splits here it's run the fastest uh, two to the post and they have gone um, quite fast here so not sure what to make of the rest the winner's probably just a little bit too good here and I didn't really want to back it just just from a price perspective. Um, Four dollars a field, and I kind of wanted to bet around. We had six by sixty three who ran second, ran an honest race, but was no match for the winner. Um, and then uh, Big Apple just disappointed. He's a coming winner though, six by sixty three. Like he he raced pretty well, I thought. I know he, like he didn't win, but still. Yeah, it was a good run, but he got owned. Yeah, well, exactly right. No, I think um, I think Ferenskov is a uh, a group listed sort of filly. Um, she she's a really really big horse. Um, mm. so she's probably just coming into herself now as a, as an older mare, four year old mare. That's what I was um, saying. It's, it was hard to get her get her fit and trying to keep her at a yeah. level because she's so big. Yeah, well, and Sydney Alderson likes to get her horses really fit, so mm. um, she's probably good. Like for future reference, it's probably good to back her when she's fresh. Um, obviously, maybe one more and then and then see what happens from there. But um, like she's she, this is a decent enough field, and she's put a hole in them. Um, I, I almost wanted to back this horse, but um, the inside gate just sort of threw me off, and I don't know. Probably should have been a bet. But some peach from MZ. Yeah, oh, it was a great ride. It was so proactive, just. Just to weave through the pack from the inside gate, 
he was just really really good like this horse had panels on it wasn't mm. it wasn't ever losing but um you know it, it was a really good ride and and she'll probably be measuring up to much better races maybe in the spring it is maybe probably worth noting that these better riders at the moment the race shapes are all over the joint no matter the the distance of the race whether it's a thousand meters or 2500 meters these the better jockeys that has taken the initiative sending the horses mm. forward and knowing if they get they get to the spot they need to there's a fair chance they're going to win this race benny we saw it firsthand yesterday at Sandown a couple of times You've just, yeah, it's, you hope that the race tempo issue is sorted in coming weeks, but if it's not, it's, you've nearly got to sort of half do the form on purely off a speed map. Yeah, with with better horses and higher stakes will come uh, better race pressure and a faster lead speed, so I don't think we have to worry about that too much in this the coming fast, months. This was fast though, they ran this fast. Yeah. Are you just talking in general? Or? I think I think he's just talking in general. We'll, we'll get to yeah. Sandown in a sec, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example um, I was using, but yeah, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Race four, it was fifth position. Um, this horse has... Oh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this horse has looked uh, a talent, you know, the moment he came into Australia and he's had, he's been a little bit unlucky and he's kind of... I don't know. He's kind of turned it up in a, in a few other races, but if if uh, Zara's wasn't the ride of the day, then this probably is. Um, Will is cringing obviously because he's he's been on Blue Cup and it's looked all uh, it's looked home, and Ollie's just found the found the split and charged through on fifth position a horse who talk has about his, a pretentious uh, horse. This bike probably top seed. <laughs> He's probably up there. I remember one day during the Melbourne Cup Carnival, he was very unlucky and he charged through the line. Probably should have won. But yeah, he's that. been a very frustrating at other times. <laughs> and it's taken the goat to get him home here. Um, do you think this is a race we can follow or are we binning it? Uh, binning it, probably, but... Yeah. Oh, if if fifth position's winning a race, you probably don't want to be following the race. <laughs> mm. yeah, um, some of the other beaten brigade. This was Blue Cup's race. Yeah. Yeah, but it, um, he just got a bit keen and he was throwing his head about a bit, and then Geordie Childs and Maha Shakti decided it was a great idea to to box him in for about 150 meters of the Flemington Straight, and couldn't get a run. But you know, and Maha Shakti's gone on to finish. About ten lengths last, so you know how good. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit sick for yeah. for you, mate. Um, <laughs> when a horse can't set off with Jamie Carr, yeah, no, you know it's yeah, a bit of a head and, case. Yeah, and obviously Nico said on the the preview that it was a bit of a head case too. But um, they're in all sorts yeah. if they it, can't get him to settle because he won't even make a jumper. Yeah, yeah. Well, this race is only two thousand meters. You want to be getting over a bit further than than that. I don't know, this race hasn't gone very good. Um, you wouldn't really want to be following anything here. I wouldn't th- wouldn't have thought. No. This is about their level. Corf has got life, obviously, and the awesome oh, son. He's had life like he's had life since since he was born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's behind bars for the rest of eternity. The awesome son put in a real shocker. Um, mm. A bit Maybe of a head scratching horse. Stuart. 
I don't think he's much the good. What, what, no, what did you say? There's something in the stewards report, Will? Um, failed to travel throughout post-race veterinary examination revealed no no abnormalities. So okay, no so there's nothing. <laughs> just, 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 just not much. Just an off day. Just forgive it, maybe. But don't know. Just an off day, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm he he sold. he is capable. He wanted he won a benchmark seventy eight over two thousand meters last preparation, and he did it like mm. in really good fashion. Plenty and of horses are capable second up once was, or twice. Yeah, it's just a matter of... Yeah, he's he's probably a low percentage play, obviously. He gets back and he runs well sometimes and he kind of throws in the towel at other times. So um, we'll get we'll get on to the, the feature of the day was the Group 3 Ori Star. Um, this is sick. This is another horse who's been well supported in the market. Serious suspect, he was... Four fifty-five dollars kind of area, and he started three dollars sixty. He's had he's had the gun run on speed. Ethan Brown's just had the perfect flow into it. Nico bloody, and I have backed romance stage up. man. Romance um, has done us no favors here, none. Probably yeah. cost us the win. To be fair, I don't know if you can say it's cost us the win, but stage man definitely didn't have luck at the right time. He had to check off heels. Um, it was all over when he got out. Yeah, by the time he got out, it was all over. What does he run? He's run he into it. Well enough to win. Hey, what was that? I don't think he was going well enough to win. I would yeah, like. I, to, I would like to have known if he could have got out 150 <laughs> meters earlier. Yeah, but is that just him? What? How many? He hasn't won in about 600 and something days. Well, yeah, he he does like running second, but he hasn't had all favors. Like, yeah. Well, how many times is is that going to happen? Well, yeah, there's, there's a massive chance that the jury's out. I'm completely with you there, but I can, no, I can cop. Like, that's just his racing style, well, is what I mean. Yeah, potentially. Like, Background to Ben, no one that, that's just, He just gets back. Yeah, he just gets back and, and um, you know, that that's a sort of horse he is. It is worth Put it this way, Bart. He, did, he didn't parade too bad. Like, he was paraded like he was there to run. And the reports that I heard was like, don't jump off. He'll win second yeah, or third. He was third firm up, enough in the market too. Hey, he was firm enough in the market too. It wasn't like he was drifting. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was holding his spot in the market. Put it this way: it's not, it's not a bet I regret at all. Um, only seven horses down the straight. No. If you had told me he'd get boxed in and he wouldn't be able to find a run until the 150 meter mark, I would have gone, "You're joking." I didn't lose um, on the race. Got the exact, and obviously backed him each way. Got two dollars ninety the place, but still hurts. Yeah, no, that's a fair. What do you make a king of Sparta? He's, he's, a, he's a cat. He's no good. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think he's, he's much good. He's, he's not. Three, three sprinter. Yeah. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but we the the form guide said that he wasn't gonna run well. He doesn't run well in succession in races. He he'll race good, then he'll race bad, then he'll race good, then he'll race bad. He's never put two performances together. I don't know if it's it's that. I just think he's just not that good. Like he had every single thing possible go his right way at Caulfield, and, and here he's he sort of got a little bit keen. Um, probably didn't like the straight as much as he like. He's probably gonna be better away from Flemington, but um, like this is probably just about his level. I think it's just a mix of both. I don't think he's that good, and he doesn't run back to back races. So yeah, yeah. I think and I think this is all their level, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, no. Serious suspects not, not progressing into the spring. 
No, he's a group three horse. Um, the other that, one who overrates badly was Shooting for Gold. Another yeah. horse for Jamie Carr who's pulled his head off, which is just so surprising um, given she she usually gets them to settle and travel so beautifully in a race. Um, this horse has pulled its head off and it still hasn't run too badly. So, Well, that's the thing. I, don't like, think... I sort of half knew this horse in Queensland. He's never sort of been really forward in run. He's always like, he normally usually is in the second half of the field. And I thought, well, they'll walk in this race because there's never any tempo in a race in Melbourne. So and he and he won't be able to sprint sprint home and p- sprint past him. And then when he set, when he was sort of you know next to the leader, I'm like, well, this is weird. I don't think he's going to finish off anyway. And yeah, it's probably part of the reason why he's over race. He's just been yeah. in clear air. He's probably been a bit too First close to the speed. First time down the straight as well. First time down the straight. So I think it's a learning experience for a couple of horses there. But in terms of better races, you probably don't really want to follow. Serious suspect will find another race down the straight. He, oh, he might not maybe. win it, but he'll he'll be competitive. He always sort of tries. Yeah. But maybe yeah. if there's some tempo injected in the races ever in Melbourne, then he might get found out. It wasn't that bad. It was even. It wasn't, it wasn't like it was slow. Yeah, they haven't walked. Hmm. Um, yeah. You probably only want to be flowing stage man out of this. Yeah, and even then and, it's a little and bit... Then, and even then you still want to rip your eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, race six was the first leg of the quaddy. It was over a mile. Um, I'm kicking myself here because Lyrical Lad is a horse. I know he's, he's kind of had... He's one of your He is one of mine. He is one of mine, and you got to be honest, he's absolutely licked them here. Um, this is his setup, like soft track, Flemington... Um, at the mile, we saw he doesn't run 1,700 metres. He probably doesn't run, you know, he doesn't run any further than that. But he just got the perfect run from a low draw. Um, yet again, another horse that the big teams have just smashed late, 440 into 370, and they've come away with the money. Um, he's out Bonneville, rode the speed. That probably wasn't the right thing to do, and he's kind of weakened out late. And who was our favourite? Here to shock was... Um, quite disappointing yeah. as well so mm. i think i think here to shock here to shocks a lot better suited to slowly run races was it also yes. the 51 to 58 kilo thing i know you you're not a big thing on weights will but that's that could be what telling you oh on on here to shock yeah oh no no Don't think it's so. obviously it's a lot easier flat. to pick up and sprint with 51 kilos on your back rather than 58 that's all. That was yeah, something well, you, that I had in you mind. He bolted in, in. Hey, what was that? There you go. He bolted in at Sandown, obviously in weaker grade, but in good time with sixty-two and a half on. So, does he run a strong sixteen hundred meters? Well, he did. He did when he won with sixty-two kilos at Sandown last prep. That up. Mm, was a weaker race, and they probably haven't gone as fast. They've gone seven point four. Yeah, probably just above the old benchmark to the six hundred meters here, and. Lyrical lads enjoyed it, and then the rest just haven't really. Oh, well, maybe, maybe so. They've gone. Um, like, like last time he raced at Caulfield, they've gone four point seven slow to this to the four to the six hundred. Sorry, at at Caulfield, and then this start they've gone six point three um, faster. So that's about ten lengths quicker. So maybe maybe that's why. Maybe it's a pace thing. Mm. Like so, so they've gone ten lengths quicker. Um, 
obviously a- averaged out um, a- um, at, at this at this start at Flemington. So maybe maybe he just he just had a bad day. And he didn't he didn't um, he wasn't suited to the the quick tempo here. Well, you can take it to the bank that he's our Bonneville's not going to be ever ridden like that again. Yeah. No, they've messed up there. But lyrical lad's gone, all right. But at the same time, you wouldn't really want to be finding him in up up in grade because he's going to have to go up in grade now. You'd have thought. Yep, fair chance. Unless yeah. they can get an apprentice and stay at eighty-four level. Um, we go to the stays next. Twenty-five hundred meter dawdle. Um, <laughs> theme of the day: another horse just absolutely crunched in betting horrifying jumps two dollars fifty favorite uh, we put the th- we put the sword through tea waters and it was out the door started four dollars twenty from a from quite a uh, much shorter opening quote um they've they've absolutely walked here they've gone 6.6 slow um <clears throat> not walked but like compared to other staying races like better than last time where they went at 30 slow but still horrible like it's not even a race like this is like an 800 meter race like you want to be these are stays so you want to be testing their their what is it called aerobic ability or whatever it is yeah and you're running them over 800 meters just like they're staying horses for a reason just run them harder no one wants to show any initiative Mm. i'm just handing it to horrifying and through irish eyes the only chance yeah. this, this race was ever going to be run at a decent enough clip was all but over Friday afternoon. Soon yeah, as just about. as soon as Dawn Patrol come out, who we were all keen on, more so you and I, Wilbur, Benny was probably going to tag along, soon as it, it was out, well, it was, yeah. Hmm. Well, it was good of um, Ethan Brown to show a bit of initiative on through Irish eyes to well, take had, up the lead early. They had to, but, because otherwise if they yeah. didn't, it was going to be the same as what happened no, at the start prior. Yeah, they learnt their lesson from last start. Yeah. Um, but he, he's just not as good as Horrifying, and um, he, he doesn't have the same sort of turn of foot. Yeah, he doesn't have a turn of foot. He's going to be a proper, he's going to be a proper jumper through Irish eyes. I'm really keen to see him, because they reckon that his hurdling, schooling has been really good, and Rod Lyons is pretty keen to get him over to the up and overs like he I feel like he could be a real proper star if he takes to the caper as well as everyone's sort of saying mm. could he be the third one in, to win a grand annual in those colours he might well yeah potentially um, who was the other one be interesting to see and a who? blaze and then um than this year as well oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've blanked as well <laughs> can't remember its name but that one yeah I know, I know he'd be right he'd be yeah, right that one. he'd be right yeah he'll be right <laughs> as Rick would say but yeah it'd be interesting to see where they go um, if they were to send him towards a Gallywood um, or send him towards an annual or a Briley yep. it'd, be, it'd yep. be interesting to see how, what his progression's like do you they, reckon they'd, they get him? Well, it'll all come down to his jumping ability, I would think. Do you do you reckon they'll start getting him jumping early and and then have him racing in the the 
better races at Warrnambool next year? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just well, of... I was having a chat um, with my old man today about this, and obviously Ballarat is in three weeks' time, which is the final jumps uh, program of the season, which is obviously the Sunday after Memsey Stakes Day. The only other jumps meeting is this weekend at Coleraine, where there'll be a maiden hurdle. So if they want him to go for a jump start, um, would have to be this week, I would think. Mm-hmm. And he'd be on the quick backup, or or if they wanted to really throw him in the deep end, he could go to like a one twenty hurdle as a maidener, which has done like Constantinople did. Yeah, which has been done plenty of times, but um. Mm. Yeah, who knows? They might just back him in and set him to a one twenty hurdle. It wouldn't be he, the worst thing. Back he's probably going to go and be immoral anyway. So, mm. would you back him there? One twenty hurdle, benchmark hurdle. Well, yeah, depending on oh. who else is in the field. Yeah, I think we're taking relatively very... short odds. Oh when yeah, he does make his debut yeah. after the jumps. Yeah. Oh, um, um, yeah, there'd have to be something pretty good in the race for him not to be winning his first jump start. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So even though we've uh, had a had a slow kind of staying race, we've got a we've got a horse to follow, which is good to see. Race eight. Um, this was the start of a very good weekend for Australian bloodstock. Turn on the charm. Uh, Alana Kelly down on the fifty-two, ridden forward. This is why she has won the Victorian Apprentice title this year. Um, she's just so she's just so good on a on a horse that's able to settle forward. She's got soft hands and. This horse settled well, and it's just been too good. Obviously, the big disappointment in the race is Nicolini Vito, a horse we were very keen on, did end up jumping odds on. So he's been a bit flat, um, which is against his, you know, he's usually been quite consistent in his last few preparations, but put in a bit of a flat one, even though he hasn't been beaten that far, um, still quite disappointing. Yep. Mm. No good. Um they they've gone slow, like very slow, mm. for the class, and then, and then they sort of made a, a big mid race move around the, um, the eight hundred, and then he hasn't ha- uh, Nicolini Vito doesn't have enough ground, didn't have enough grounding in him, to sustain that, and he's really just blown out late. Yeah, you can um, see that on the data. He's run the fastest yeah. six to the four of the whole meeting. Then he's gone forty seven fastest four to the two in the seventy first. Uh, Fastest two to the post, so dead set trucked into it. I thought we were home yeah. at the corner. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah, so flat. Man. Yeah. Well, you, this like for example, if this horse goes to a another race in three weeks, and it's it might, obviously it's going to be sort of anchored by the SP here, but like this is a, a perfect example of a horse you just want to forgive, and then maybe not not maybe not next up, but the start after after even, um, like. It, like it's so off the looking at the data, it's so clearly just run out of fitness late, and yeah. like there's no other way around it. Just have um, to just look at his just have up. to look at his career. Like he's just an honest horse. This these sort of bad runs aren't a familiar thing for a horse like him. Yeah, but to to sort of correct myself there, these horses have gone ten lengths slow, sold than class average. So this race has gone horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't want to be following Nicolini Vito, but um, in in the context of this race, that's why it's lost. Not not making excuses for for us tipping it and it completely going shit house, but um, you know, 
it's it's just hasn't been able to sustain um, a big mid race move between the eight to the to the two hundred, and then it's just really blown out. And um, yeah, the, I, I don't know. The money was there to suggest that he was going to run very well. Two thirty yeah. into oh, a dollar yeah, eighty five. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, no no regrets with the bet, but he just raced a little bit mm. flat second up. He's had to mm. obviously go from a walk to a sprint, and he's been back in the field and. You know, he's picked up initially and then he's just completely given way late, second up a little bit flat, mm. price dependent. You know, you could get $5 next start in a similar grade of race and then you're really considering backing him. But we'll just oh, we'll just have maybe. to find out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it'd depend on the race, but um, this race has gone so badly that... I don't know. I, I well, don't that's even more reason why he might be a better price. But the SP is so strong that he, he probably won't be. So mm. you probably want to just oppose him wherever he goes. Wait and see. Mixed messaging yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, oh. do I, don't oh. I, do I, don't I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm. yeah. we'll, wait, we'll wait and see where he progresses. Um, all right, well, it's been a bit of a boring podcast so far, but it does heat up a <laughs> yeah. little bit now. Uh, Chain of Lightning and Fire, this was a very good race. Um, obviously, they, they set down at the 400 metres and they, they battled it out. Um, this was the war between the racing previews. Yeah, I think it's fair to say this whole, uh, this race has been the best of the day. Uh, Barclay Square or Berkeley Square was probably second best. Um, but yeah, Chains of Lightning has gone 2-2-1-2 two, two, two in terms of the 200 metre. Um, I know that's... Sorry. It's gone the fastest four to the two and the third fastest two to the post of the whole meeting. Um, chain of lightning and fire hasn't been too far away so Quinella quite smart I was on fire mm. Nico you're on chain of lightning um, Will you kind of wanted to oppose fire so you've done me over there but nonetheless these horses are definitely better than benchmark 84 level I think yep. she's got a nice race in her chain of lightning um, this is as good as you'll see of a ride from car just a dead set peach in the right lane, probably in the serious suspect lane. It sort of looked a little bit like the passive aggressive V Star Patrol race. Like you could just mm. see like a long way out. There was like at the four hundred you only wanted to be a one horse and that was the winner. Like you could start to see fire sort of lugging in a little bit. Very similar to what um, Star Patrol did in that clash, even though Star Patrol had been down the straight just fire just looked all at sea his first time up the straight which is common for other horses where you know chain of lightning it was also her first time down the straight but car just got her in a perfect rhythm and yeah and she raced very well so yeah as you said benny they're both pretty smart squid game who was also the other horse that will and i didn't mind as we wanted to oppose the favorite um was fairly firm in the market Started with an SP. Got out to nine dollars at one point. Yeah, I think it SP paid five dollars. I thought it was interesting. He's just yeah, a little bit well, below those better yeah. progressive horses, isn't yeah, he? Well, that's exactly yeah, well, what you, I think that's exactly what you said. Yeah, Benny. like yeah, yeah. Why is he? Why did? Why did he lead? Yeah, I don't know. I want to know. He was going yeah, to have a reasonable tempo. I don't, yeah, that's why like, I couldn't. It he's he's of, so clearly not suited to leading and. Like, 
And that was shown last time. And it was the perfect. Um, if they, it was the perfect setup because he was going to be up in trip and he was going to have a, probably a little bit more tempo to drag him into the race. So I, yeah, I didn't quite. I don't know why they're leading. I didn't him. quite understand, and that's what came up in the post race that I could dig up. Um, he raced keenly, and yeah, that was due to him uh, failing to finish off. So probably a figure. Has Willow but, just yeah, not? What's his, what's his what's his level like? He's he's probably not better than this level. No, this is his level, but has Willow just not realised that, like, obviously he went forward on the horse last time and it's won. Has he just gone, all right, I'm just going to go forward on it again because I won on it last time. And even though it won, even though he won on it last time, it probably he's probably still ridden him upside down. Yeah. It's probably a yeah, bit of that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the, the horse is... I still think it's a 1,400-metre horse, to be honest. Um yeah, I, I just don't think it's suited to these. Sorry, his other data prior to this will probably say that. Yeah, I I don't know. I think he. I think I I always thought like even from his debut, I thought he was going to be a fourteen hundred meter horse. Yeah. But um, obviously they've got other ideas with him. I think Chain of Lightning's pretty good. Fire's pretty good. They're better than this level, but they're not. They're not group. Group. Oh, maybe group three level, but I don't think they're going to be setting the world on fire. Um, fire was pretty still no still firm. no ceiling for Chain of Lightning though. Like she could just keep progressing and oh, well yeah, there's no ceiling yet, but I don't think she's going to be like she's going to be no passive aggressive, horse. but she can still win some nice. <laughs> you love that horse, <laughs> good horse, Wilbur. <laughs> she is a Group One horse, yeah. passive aggressive. I'll I'll put my knackers on the line. No no yeah. cap. She is a Group One horse. Yeah. No, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but like put in perspective, they've beaten Fire and Chain of Lightning have beaten Pioneer River and Sam's Image by two lengths. Good old Pioneer River, you'd love to own him. He just loves yeah. that Flemish yeah, straight. He just he just finds a couple better all the time, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> so honest. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep, fair call. Yeah. Alright, that was HQ wrapped up. We promise it'll get better in the coming weeks, but it's still a little bit of a boring meeting and not much to follow. Um, not many big rating performances. Uh, we head over to Sydney. We'll just touch on a couple races quickly. Race four, um, Conqueror. What do we make of Conqueror? Obviously, Arnica has won quite well here. Beaten um, by race shape. Yeah, he's kind of got back. He kind of looks like a horse who is going to be better over further. It's a nice yep. run. It's a nice pipe opener. Just doesn't, uh, just didn't get the money. Getting smacked by your stable mate when you're trying to build revs probably doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But this is like, I don't know. This isn't a cox plate horse, is it? Like, if you, no. Nah. Even though if you're getting complete, completely off your line, getting, <clears throat> sorry, um, completely. No, I've got something in my throat. Sorry, someone <laughs> say something else. If, if, yeah. If you, if this horse was. <laughs> This Cox Plate horse that they thought it was going to be, well, probably still should have been winning it. <laughs> like it still looked. I backed, obviously, I followed you boys in, and when I was watching it, I sort of wasn't happy. And then for a bleak moment, halfway down the straight, I thought, oh, maybe, but no. Yeah. Yeah, but this isn't a Cox Plate horse. I wouldn't have thought. Like you'd ha- you'd want even though if you're getting completely smashed off your line you're not um, you still be fine you still want to be beating Arnica yeah, yeah. oh no it, it, it has found the line but um, 
Like it's still be beat, it's still been beaten by Arnica. That's what I, I mean. And I yeah. can see why it hasn't. Sorry. That's what I sort of mean. Is in like if it was good, if it was still a good horse, or it yeah. still might be a good horse, but if it's meant to be this second coming yep. that people are talking about it they can cop mm. things like that in the race and still race on and, and win yeah uh, and um uh, like I can see why Chris Waller didn't want to run it over 1200 or something like that because it, it clearly wants more ground than yeah 1200 like it it, it it wants more ground than 1400 um and I think I think um Pike was pretty soft through it to it through the line um so maybe Maybe back in class to a three three year old race, sixteen hundred meters. Maybe you'd probably want to back it, but it'd probably go around um, unders there. But um, the the market expectation for it, um, keeping it so short, like I thought that I thought if it was going to race, then I, I would have thought it'd be completely Drift. at the gate yeah. at 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 two twenty anyway. But the fact that it was so firm in the market sort of just says that they've got it to a going to a pretty higher level and. Um, and some people yeah, have got a big the, opinion on it. What that means? Yeah, yeah. The market's got a good opinion of it. Yeah. Uh, I reckon we'll skip straight to race seven. This Lord Ardmore was one of the other winners we had on the day. Uh, this is quite a nice performance. Like this horse is a bit of a line chaser. He's put a couple good wins together now in Australia. Um, it's worth noting that this is the only horse on Dan O'Sullivan's ratings that has broken. The, the triple figures uh, got to 101 I believe so he has chased home the leader and he has ripped home in 5.6 lengths above the all benchmark uh, after they went even so look again no superstar but he's a nice horse he just keeps on picking up uh, keeps on picking up first prize every yep. possible old Alcyon I, I backed yep. Lord Ardmore I backed it because you were keen, obviously, but it was a fair go for Alcyon late. It was probably like fives in the fours off the top of my head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he had every possible. He just, he's just not that genuine. Do you want to touch on Maltai, Nico? <laughs> yeah, we can touch on Meow Cat. <laughs> Meow Tai. I don't think I've even watched this race, uh, to be honest, but I, I saw he... Smirnova got scratched. He got $2.50 from... Meow cat against the B graders, and he won. Right, so did like you take it? Like you probably should have. No, I didn't back it. No. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you can't pot a it. horse like that and then back it. Hey, <laughs> you can't pot a horse like that and then back it. Smirnova would have absolutely eaten him. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was really fat in the yard, so it's got a lot of improvement still. Yeah, Meow Just a nuggety yep. thousand meter horse. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Happy to go to the group two. Oh, was yep. it a group two or group three? Yeah, I think it is. It a was a group two. Um, the missile, Hard Empire, has won this at hundreds. Um, obviously, this horse has been everywhere, man. Uh, he was racing in South Australia <laughs> against B graders, um, and now he's find, found a new home with uh, the Edmonds. And ridden by Rachel King, he's come home. Um, what are some of his splits? Like? A few of the others in this race might need to find a new home. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's hit 11 and 11.72 for his last 400. Um, obviously, there's been a couple 
disappointing performances here. Um, disappointing or ex- expected? We had this conversation. <laughs> of course he is. Well, there was everything to say that this was going to happen. Probably not to the extent, but for her to race flat first up. Well, she didn't race flat first up last prep, so mm. can't really agree with that. I don't know. There's, there's something about these mares when they when they get so so good in those preparations. One, it probably wasn't wet enough for her. I think she's just a genuine wet tracker, like she needs mm. it as wet as possible. But two, I did hear something um, about. It's, it's a very low percentage of horses coming back, especially mares, once they have those big preparations like they like she did last preparation, and then coming yeah, back and being able to sustain it again. That's probably the fair yeah, point. She did have a busy prep. Yeah, you go, Will. Um, another thing to remember, like she in the Golden Eagle, on like under normal circumstances, she has paid $50 or something like that. But she's probably just a complete work tracker, and, and she benefited from... Um, from the the heavy 25s that they were racing on in the autumn and um she was able, able to capitalize on a couple of those and and that's probably why she was able to win those group ones but um now back onto reasonably not wet tracks um she might find it hard to um uh, be winning the same sort of races that she was in in the autumn and possibly it's just a flow on effect of the taxing toll that racing through the autumn has left. Like, she's the not autumn. the first horse that's come up not to her best. I know it's only one run that we're basing this off, but there's mm. been plenty of horses, Think It Over and Co., that have had injuries sustained by these bottomless oh, wet yeah. tracks, and it's going to take a toll at some point. There hasn't been a horse that's come out and relished getting back to firmer ground yet. They're all still got a bit of a wet track hangover mm. so it'd be yeah, interesting, interesting to see yeah I'm probably not going to put the sword through just yet but it definitely is back to the drawing board to a certain extent uh, Count Rupi was kind of just fair and then you've got the three Australian bloodstock horses who have run second, third and fourth so bit of a weird race um, and the other one was unlucky yeah special reward yeah so yeah it is a bit of a weird race to kind of dissect. Um, it's not like you're going to be jumping out of trees to be backing any of the first couple across the line next start. Mm, no. um, it leaves more questions than answers, I guess you could say. Yep. All right. I think that's pretty much it for Melbourne and Sydney. Where did we want to go to next? We've got the jumps, and then we've got a couple international horses I wanted to touch on. We'll go okay, to the jumps. We'll talk about the jumps. Yeah, the jumps. Talk about the jumps. Obviously, we, there's no punting form data for the jumps, but... We don't need any. It's all right. We trust the eye, and the eye did us did us well, and we got some bloody good prices for what we think is, or what is proven to be the best yeah. table chaser and the best hurdler in the country. Yeah, obviously the first race, the crisp over 4,200. Absolutely baffling, this market. I couldn't understand it. I looked at you on course, and, I, and we just looked at each other and just go... What's, what's the go with this market? Like, obviously, Valak was... Mm. He was sub $3. He was at that $2.80 mark. He was on the drift. Flying Agent was on the drift. Um, they backed BT Junior from 
nineteens into elevens, and he's past his best. Brungle birdie from six yeah. into five. And the damage that they've Alverson. done on Brungle birdie as well. He was as much as thirteens into eights early, yeah. early in the morning. So yeah, I couldn't understand this race. There was no grey ups. We had to reassure a few people that were starting to contemplate what the what they should do in this race and it just comes down to the thing you just you just trust the best horse in the race and we did that twice yesterday and we were duly rewarded five dollars for the best horse in the race there was doubts that the track was wet enough um i'm not going to lie and say that i there wasn't a little bit of clouded judgment in my mind that if he was to be beaten it was going to be beaten by the track but Valak was a query at 4,200. He didn't stay. I knew that Alverson wasn't probably good enough to win this race. Um, something would have to go wrong with Valak or Flying Agent for that to happen. And yeah, I couldn't understand the, the money for Brungle Birdie. He couldn't beat the Camels last start at $1.90 at Warnable, so he had absolutely none beating two of the best stable chasers that are going around. So. He, um, he put on a clinic flying agent in the champ and just really showed everyone how good he is. And, yeah, Amy McDonald's touched on that he's he's back, back in a big way. Um, and all roads lead to the National in three weeks' time where we will see him again, Benny, and we will cheer him on and hopefully they let us on again. Yep, hopefully. Uh, do you want to just quickly touch on Alverson? He obviously, it was horrific scenes watching it live. He's obviously head-butted. He's, he's shoulder yeah, charged so, the fence. So basically, going straight what, through it, but he's so all right. For those who have only seen um, or haven't seen the footage or have only heard about it, so Alvisan um, got to one of the jumps, might have been the third or the fourth last, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. He basically got about five metres away from the jump, five, ten metres away from the jump. Kuru's gone to level him up, and Alvisan said, I'm not jumping this and veered straight left into the plastic fence that's probably about two meters or three meters or so off the running rail so they don't run into the running rail they'll run through the fence first and hopefully deter them if they something was to happen is worth noting I've never seen this happen before a horse shy away from a jump to that extent and go through something like he would have been able to see the fence but um, I have touched on and reached out and got some information today that um, the horse is A-OK a few cuts and bruises and he will just uh, go out for a spell now he's had a, obviously an awesome campaign the King of Castadon um, and a little bit more information I got that he's just going to be targeted towards running at Warnable and Castadon um, in the next coming season next year so um, obviously they've sort of tested him tested the waters a couple of times with him and he probably quite probably quite hasn't lived up to what they may have hoped so they're just gonna keep him to uh, probably what he's what he likes and what he enjoys and, and just pick off some some races there and there's more than enough money for him to win at those two venues over whatever way they are uh, whatever way they plot his course yep awesome we'll go to the benchmark 120 hurdle this obviously hurt a little bit with the uh, mm. air to the throne uh, winning quite well in the two favourites who we kind of multi them both slip into this and Chains of Honour kind of just getting tired um, you and I touched on this when the markets first opened we kind of saw we're trying to obviously trying to 
piece together our mm. jumps multi for the Sunday and we see, you know, the two favourites open, $2.50, and we think, you know, that's, um, what is it? That's 125% or whatever mm. up on our multi and you just go, we'll chuck them in. But heir to the throne, if it doesn't fall in the last hurdle, last start, it's not starting, it's not opening $8, $7, it's, $6. It's $3.50, $4. Yeah. So if yeah, you just was, forgive it, that it mistake, was it was over the odds. Yeah, it was one that uh, I was kicking myself mm. in the end that I didn't let slip under my guard. So I do apologise to everyone out there. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. The way I sort of looked at it, like I knew, obviously knew he was in the race, but it's one of those things. You, horses go one of two ways um, when they have something happen like he did last start. It'll either really dint their confidence or they'll understand that they've made a mistake and they'll and they'll sort of bounce off that and obviously he's gone zig and I thought he was going to go zag so yeah it was a little disappointing to be on the wrong side of him obviously after we were so keen and he was all but a moral coming to the second last last start but yeah all credits to him chains of honor didn't do himself any favors racing keen quite quite nearly the whole race um, and as we touched on earlier it's very hard to win a race when you when you do so much wrong over over that trip so um, what we do have to take into account is that was his second jump start um, he will improve in the off season and into next season and, and he'll only get better with uh, with time the market was there to say that he was a good thing he was 270 into $1.85 and I still thought halfway up the straight, well, not sort of halfway up the straight, at the sort of the top of the straight, Heir to the Throne was under pressure, and I still thought we were going to beat him, but Heir to the Throne got a second wind, and Chains could barely pick his leg up, his legs up, I should say. Um, slip into this, it is worth noting in the post-race um, that Kuru said that the track wasn't wet enough for him, so he's going to get plenty of wet tracks, um, and he's the same as slip into the. Uh, he's the same as Chains of Honor. It was his second jump start, so he's obviously only going to improve. He's in the right camp, improve. So yeah, definitely don't fall off Chains and slip into this. They're both going to be good jumpers. Um, they'll be better for the outing. Unfortunately, we just we just went on the winner. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but uh, all honors out of the throne. It was a it was a good performance. We'll get on to the highlight of the day, the Grand National, Saunder Boy. I won't steal any of the thunder here. He almost fell. He almost took a nosedive on the first hurdle, but heart, picked himself heart, up heart like a champion. And he won. Yeah, well, um, very weird betting race this as well. I wasn't surprised that they backed Blandford Lad. He was about $6 into $4.60. He was the fresh meat on the scene, the progressive one who had the who'd taken all before in this season, as we touched on. He was the one that I thought they'd back. I couldn't understand why they backed this New Zealand horse. For the life of me, I couldn't understand it. I just... I, <laughs> you knew that he had none, by the way. Well, you, you knew that I thought he had none. Obviously, some people, maybe... It must have been New Zealand-inspired, this sort of money, for him to be firming the way he did. Um, he ran out, I thought he would. He'd look okay for half of the race, and then... 
when the whips are cracking and you have to stand up and be counted for, he wouldn't give much. Um, obviously, Sonatica, he fell last start. Um, he was probably the one that the market slept on. He sort of firmed a little bit late, but yeah. As you touched on, sort of boy, he knuckled at the first, picked himself up off the canvas. Steve gave him um, a good ride. Um, he did clip a similar jump the second time around, but yeah, there's no better sight than seeing one of your favourite horses wheel down that hill at Sandown. We'd seen it all before, probably two two hours or so beforehand. Um, yeah, it was it was a sight, and it was interesting to see that Pateman said post race that after that third last, he took off and really built him up, and he he fired up a lot quicker than what he thought, and he thought. Mm. I've got all my eggs in one basket here. And then um, he goes, he wasn't actually that confident that he was going to be able to win the race because he thought that he'd be left wanting late and they, he knew that they'd come at him. But champions find a way when there probably isn't one. And there was everything to say that in the run that he was going to get beat. But it just shows how good of a horse he is. And, um, yeah, it was quite emotional. He, it means I love my jumpers. And, yeah, it was really good to see him win. It is worth noting that he did carry seven kilos more than his opponents, and that does especially tell when you make some mistakes and over 4,200 metres. Like they, he was all out late, and he won on, on pure heart. There was there was only dribs left in the tank, but, um, yeah, he, he found a way, as he often does. It is worth noting, Benny, that before he started jumping three seasons ago, when he'd basically nearly finished his flat career, he had $300,000 to his name in prize money. Yesterday, with the victory, he's cracked the million-dollar mark. So, just really shows if you can find a good jumper, there's um, there's so much money to be made and so much uh, fun to be had as, as owners. So, um, yeah, he's a good Sponsored horse. He just keeps winning. Sponsored by Jumps Racing Victoria. Pardon? <laughs> Sponsored by Jumps Racing Victoria. How, I thought you'd how, fallen asleep over there, Will. How good Jumps Racing. <laughs> And it is worth noting, we do touch on horses. I'm sort of dragging it out a little bit here, but he's obviously won his last six. His SP profile, he started odds on once in those six starts. He was $1.50 into $1.18, two starts back at Pakenham. He's been black figures, those other five starts. So for a horse who's Mr. Consistent, who's only, he's had 12 jump starts now for 10 wins pretty phenomenal that they still let you back back him like if you, if you think about a horse that's had 10 wins from 12 starts on the flat if it's a sprinter or something like that you're not going to keep getting better than even money most of the time they go around so they keep letting us on and we'll keep taking it yep i think a big part of the reason of that is what we'll kind of touch on that there's no figures in mm. jumps racing so there's no robots to just see the figure and see it keeps winning and just like absolutely smash it people so can still see a picket fence in the form guide though if they don't know much yeah they can yeah, but these aren't professionals betting these aren't these aren't pros betting on Saunterboy. yeah well, yeah and the, so, the, the liquidity in the markets on on betfair um because because there's, there's not much money or liquidity in the markets on betfair the market is able to move much more violently well good so there's probably just been a couple people from New Zealand just chuck, chuck a couple hundred dollars on their favourite horse and, and that's obviously moved the market yeah. so dramatically beautiful, and, and keep him here, keep him running around 
I'll yeah, keep I'll taking three dollars. I'll keep taking three dollars about the best hurdler in the country. Uh, and the only other highlight yesterday was uh, this grand impact. Uh, well, obviously we don't have the figures for it yet, but we're expecting it to rate pretty well. I would have thought he's um, yeah. he's led and he's won really well there. He's won a probably one of the hotter benchmark sixty fours you'll see on a on a Sunday at Sandown. Proper stakes race. Tell us what you tell us what you think of this. Uh, Japanese bred horse Grand Impact. Um, he's pretty good. I think he's going to get over fourteen hundred, maybe sixteen hundred in time. Um, I don't think he's a, a world beater, but he's he's pretty good. Like the the horse in behind him was backed strongly to win a a, a race at on, at Caulfield um, a couple of Saturdays ago, and he's smacked him up so he's got some talent I don't know how much he's got maybe he improves out in distance but um, I think he's potentially group class but he's not as good as what you need I don't think yep interesting to see it's worth noting that Hafey was very fat in the yard Um, obviously that's a horse for Victorian Alliance who had a a decent opinion of um, he only improved with the run and there was good enough form through River Ribble who was beaten by Thron Bone in town not too long ago so yeah I think it's um, it was a reasonable race as we said yesterday Benny it said benchmark 64 but could have easily had listed beside it and you wouldn't have blinked an eyelid yeah 100% all right. Uh, the only thing I wanted to touch on, other than that, was just a couple of international horses. We had that uh, that overnight multi in in America that actually got up. Golden Pal. Uh, he was actually a little bit slowly away, and Again. he travelled three wide. Yeah. Well, obviously at Ascot he completely missed it, um, and this time he was just a little bit slow away, and he's travelled three wide. Uh, Autism is this is as cocky a ride as you'll see in a thousand meter race with a horse who's only won by a head but he just sold it up beside him and he won it wasn't convincing but he won life is good um i expect this race to rate quite well obviously we always say oh we hate how the the dirt races are compared to the turf races and that's still my opinion but you can kind of see why they rate well because they just go so hard the whole time like this horse is just you can tell visually like it's just gone from from the barriers it's just gone straight to the front and it's just ran as fast as it could and it's still found late um after look liking after looking like it was paddling for a little bit and then to round it off all off we had the saratoga derby nation's pride william buick has given this one of the all-time great rides barrier three um never really looked like losing unfortunately we found out well, there has been an article saying he's unlikely to come for the Cox Plate, so that's a bit annoying um, given the the futures position we took. But he might he might not be good enough anyway. I'd say at this stage, River um, no, what am I saying? Real World um, would definitely have the measure of Nation's Pride and be number one for mine in the Godolphin ranks. Uh, I'd have Animo too. Um, and then Stone Age, he enjoyed a real tough run. He was three and four wide. And you're never going to win a 2,000-meter race around Saratoga, um, given it's such a tight track when you're parked out there. So, yeah, a bit of international flavor. 
Um, Artorius was the other one. We won't we won't touch on Artorius much, Artorius but he got back doing and, Artorius things. Um, he got back and he just kind of ran into six. Um, not really a. I don't know. I, I heard unlucky on oh, a couple of times in, in no. articles, but he wasn't unlucky. No, it's just, that's just him. Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it um, for last week's races. Well, maybe we'll just get up Trav Noonan's likely fields before we get into questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, the PB Lawrence, Mr. Brightside, Buffalo River, Regal Power, I Am Superman, Call Sign Mav, Lightsaber, Scalopini, Elephant, and Streets of Avalon. It's a 1,400-meter group two. Um, so there are some nice horses starting to resume there. The Regal Roller is Lombardo, Cinewan, Open Minded, Generation, Showmanship, Uncommon James. Good so again, race. some great little race. Um, keen to see, is there any... Uh, is there any all-in markets out yet? I'm not sure if there is, but I'd be interested in showmanship. Regal Roller. Lombardo, $4.50. Uncommon James, $4.50. Generation 6. Bell Nibitana, 7 They've got showmanship there at $8. That's kind of tempting. Yeah. And Mr. Brightside, they've opened $3 favourite in the PB Lawrence, so that is a little bit short, but um, I don't think he'll start that. He might get out, out a little bit. Yeah. And then there's the Vane and the Quisette. But we'll go through them a bit more on Thursday. Um, yeah. It is good to see that. Got some finally got some good horses starting to come back to the track this week. Absolutely. But cut it off there. Get into the questions. And then we'll wrap it up. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, uh, question time. We don't have too many. Um, I reckon we'll probably just do questions once a week going forward. We've got to make it on-air decision. Are we doing it just Thursdays or just Mondays? No, just Thursdays because people will have just questions about the weekend. Yeah, from now on, we're just doing questions on Thursday. Our big sexy stew says, I said after last start, I will never back Artorius again, and I'm so glad I didn't. Surely if they want to keep racing him, they have to geld him or retire him. I don't think gelding him is going to make a difference. They'll retire him soon, so everyone will be out of their misery. Yeah, well, there's no chance they're going to gold him. If they were going to gold him, they would have already done it by now. But he's a well-bred Blue Diamond winner, so that'll yeah, be he's his been uh, Newgate. Newgate yeah, new, he's a Newgate so. property now, so he's not he's not getting gelded. He'll still pull. Who knows? Yeah. He, he could serve. He'll still have a full book. Yeah, he'll he'll serve a full book, and he could, you know, he could be going fifty, sixty thousand meter, uh, fifty, fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Per fault, so who knows? If if, uh, if Shark and Laneva aren't gonna geld Azar, well, no chance they're gonna geld Artorias. No. Um, did you have any other questions? I had one from. Willie Barbs. Yeah, I've got one from Willie Barbs as well. Velvet Queen excuses again. Post race vet said has no heart. Clearly forgive run. Yeah, well, <laughs> I won't blow my own trumpet, but I, I said that she's a little pretentious bitch, and 
She wouldn't win, and what'd she do? Turn it up like she likes to. Yeah. There has been a bit of commentary about how bad this Belmont track is because of how um, much oh, okay. racing it's caught. Com- completely cast. So, yeah. We, we'll uh, put Belmont don't race, in. Don't race so much then. Or race somewhere else. Well, this or was just, interesting. I heard or, just, or just race on a cast track that no one wants to bet on. I heard that um, on the Mailbag podcast I was saying... Um, Rawa and racing WA are two separate things. Oh, and like one yeah, of them, it's completely cast. And the, yeah, I don't understand it all, but they own Belmont and Ascot, and that's why they have to keep running races there. Oh yeah, and and it's 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 too much of a petty to to take them to uh, to somewhere else and race, and then they'd have to give him a kick out of it. And oh yeah, it's just political political rubbish. Yeah. Sounds like a mess. Uh, the only other one was <laughs> Willie Barbs. We're not a high here. Heard Nico ran into A. Kelly yesterday and flopped harder than Golden Pearl against NS. <laughs> There's no truth to that whatsoever. Isn't there? Not to A. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he might have flopped in another region. <laughs> <laughs> and that punters uh, will do this week's review punters this might be one of the worst podcasts we've ever done but that's alright it's been a dribble fest um, these re- these review podcasts are going to get a lot better once we get some better horses in and next we start week getting some, we start getting some proper proper, proper things that are worth proper races run yeah it all heats up this week so bit of group racing this week at Caulfield some good horses coming back horses good horses at the trials it's all happening Um, that's it and that's it when's the next jumps meeting Sunday Coleraine Sunday Coleraine and then what Ballarat then Ballarat in three weeks time yeah awesome which we will be going to yeah, 100%. We'll be there. All right. Wilbur's already left. Time for us to sign off now. This has been a horrible podcast, but we'll end it there. Cheers. <laughs>